Hello everyone, and welcome to There's No Place Like Summer Camp. I'm your host, Andrew Waterhouse, and in today's episode we're having a look at how to choose which camp you should work for when applying for Camp America. So, come on into our tent and I'll spill the beans. Welcome, one and all, to another episode of There's No Place Like Summer Camp. I think we're on the 21st episode now, and oh, I have to say that some of the content has been stellar, absolutely stellar. Um, in today's episode, though, we are trying to make it a little bit more serious, especially for those that are new to summer camp and maybe perhaps don't really know the sort of full process and how to choose a camp and you know which is a massive decision for anyone that's trying to go to summer camp is what camp do you want to be working at for a whole summer or you know revolve your whole life around because that's what I'm doing at the moment with there's no place like summer camp podcast and the book so hopefully this is a bit more educational than some of the others um, but yeah let's crack on So the first thing of how to choose a summer camp to work for is going to be really revolved around your Camp America profile. So when I mention Camp America, I've said it before in other podcast episodes, but I'll say it again here because this is kind of a more serious one. Uh, When I do mention Camp America, I do mean all of the camp... um, agencies that are out there so there's camp leaders there's BUNAC and there's a couple of others as well that are probably missing off the top top of my head but when I say Camp America I do mean them all because you do really want to give them a bit of a research and see which one's for you personally I went with Camp America so whenever I mention that going forward that's what I mean so when choosing which summer camp you want to work for a lot of this is going to be revolving around your your Camp America profile when you create and start your application process part of the process is to actually fill in a profile so when summer camps are looking for people they'll be able to find the best suited people that they are looking for so this revolves around quite a few things particularly Um, one of the first things for instance is what dates can you make because plenty of people have commitments already before applying to summer camp whether that be university or work or other family commitments some holidays so one of the first things uh, that you'll start to fill out in a camp america profile will be the dates that you can actually make which is obviously going to have a bit of an impact on which summer camps are going to be able to hire you so be sure to fill in your profile as accurately as you can, giving yourself plenty of time to be able to go through the application process of getting your passports, your visas, uh, all of your interviews completed and out of the way. But one of the next things that you need to do with your profile is actually fill in what kind of camps you are open to. It's part of the application process where you actually fill in your Camp America um, profile to actually say, what camps would you ideally like to work for? And obviously this isn't going to be uh, perhaps 100% a guarantee that you're going to be able to work at these camps, but it will be able to narrow you down and be a bit more specialised around which kind of camps you are open to work at. So for instance, when I created my uh, profile, one of the things that I uh, checked off was that, oh, a traditional summer camp where people come and pay 
extortionate amounts of money to come and have a really good time. That would be pretty ideal for me. I think I put that as my number one because I had experience within the scouts and cubs for many, many years volunteering as a young leader. So I said, yeah, that'll be the ideal camp for me. But an underprivileged camp, I'll just work just as well, perhaps even better. So I think I put that at second place. Um, I'll be really good at working with kids, no matter what kind of background they're from. Because of that experience of being a young leader at uh, Scouts and Cubs and, you know, being a bit relatable to the kids as well. Because when you're like, say, 20, 21-ish, which doesn't actually seem that long ago, but I am now 20, 27 fuck's sakes jesus christ where's the time gone anyway on a on a bit of a tangent um i filled in those two saying these are my preferences and then it came on to the camps that i wasn't really sh- sure if i could perhaps fit in so for instance a christian camp i think that might be one of the options that you can select i was like yeah that could be my third place one i did use the the scouting um the the, the scouting troop that i used to be with was held in a church i'm not particularly religious myself but i'll be able to cope with being around christians i think so i put that as my third choice and then it came to the more questionable ones where it didn't really fit with my background but i was like oh actually i'll be quite open to doing a jewish summer camp not totally opposed to it i I don't think i'll be perhaps offended or offensive uh, about these sort of religions that I'm, I don't really have much of a culture uh, identity with. There won't be so much of a culture clash either. So I was like, okay, I could be open to doing a a Jewish summer camp, say. And then um, there was, I think, the disabled camp was the only one that I checked off of my list. And that's not meaning to be rude or anything. It's more to say I don't really have the professional experience to be able to go to a summer camp that's solely dedicated to people who are disabled and be able to provide a really, really good uh, summer camp for them. Because that sort of exposure to camps is going to be, you know, very specialised. You're going to have to provide special care and attention to each individual with their own needs. And that's not my background. I've, I've, I've in like a scout and at least at least my scouting background it was more about the collective and having a collective fun great enjoyable memorable time whereas working with say dis- disabled would kind of be a bit different in the kind of role that you would need to fulfill and i also don't have any qualifications or certifications in dealing with those sort of people so that's going to be the first thing is to actually narrow down what you actually want to get out of doing Camp America. So for me, one of the things was to expose myself to a new culture, whether that be a religious one or just being in a summer camp in general. I knew that going to America and doing a program like Camp America would be really eye-opening. And as, I, as I've said before in previous podcasts, I went to a Jewish summer camp and yeah, it was really a shock, to be honest, to see how you know, different religions run, how similar you can connect with people. Um, And also, you know, the day-to-day running of a religion and religious collective. It's really interesting. So you need to figure out what you actually want to get out of uh, doing a program like summer camp. Do you want to be able to fit in 
and be what you're used to, say with traditional or uh, the underprivileged camps in my case, where I put those at number one and number two, or do you want to learn from a new culture? And that's, exa- that's exactly what I got really from doing my couple of years at Camp America. So you have to really uh, balance what you want to get out of camp, what you are able to offer as well. And when you're in an interview um, for Camp America, there's a, a, I think there was at least three stages of an interview for actually getting a role. So I think the first interview was uh, face-to-face, and that was, for me, I had to go into London and sit in a Costa Coffee, sit down with someone, and literally go through what my application was and where I felt I could add value to the Camp America program, why I wanted to choose those camps as well. So they'll dive a little bit deeper into your experience and your exposure, perhaps open you up to ideas of other uh, camps as well. I think they also ask which particular location roughly you want to end up in. Um, I think in my top three, I chose like California, Las Vegas and New York. I think that's pretty much going to be the top... um, you know, the, the top choices for everyone to go to. But you have to remember that they are only preferences. They can't guarantee that you, they're going to be able to place you there. And especially when it's not really up to the likes of Camp America and Camp Leaders to actually get you a position, it does actually fall to the camps to be able to pick you out and say, yeah, this is the kind of guy we want. And that leads me on to my final few points about how you can choose the best uh, summer camp for you. So when you're applying for a position, you also need to be able to think, what actual positions am I able to fill? So one of the most daunting things about actually going through with the Camp America application is how demanding you it seems that people can be, sort of thing. And I explain this in the way that when I went to my orientation day, um, one of the really like things that took me aback was how many people had lifeguarding qualifications or certifications in first aid or a black belt in karate and I was like uh I don't really have anything to show for my time I've just been a young leader at a scout camp for ages and that really uh, falls back down to the references that you have to apply um you have to add with your application um just to back up what you're saying really so you have to think what role is going to best suit you and which camp best suits that role so if For instance, I'm applying to be a horse riding specialist. I could be open to going to a horse riding specialist only summer camp. Maybe there's a summer camp out in America that only does horse riding for a month for their kids and it's really specialised. So you could be open to a real specialist camp, but then some people are like, I want to be a horse riding specialist, but I don't want to just do horse riding this whole time. I want to be able to, you know experience other sports experience other arty and outdoorsy kind of things so you have to really balance like what do you want to add to camp and what do you really want to take away from it because there's plenty of camps out there that are very narrow and there's plenty that are wider um, and that ties in with the cultures as well so you can make all these additions to your profile and see which best suits you So once your profile is all set up, you've passed all the interviews and you've got to the stage where you're just another entry in an Argos catalogue ready for summer camp to pluck you out and say, yes, we need this person to come and volunteer at our summer camp. You need to be able to think, okay, 
do I pick this one? And this is really something that I perhaps am not the best person to speak of, just because when I first got my application through from summer camp, I was like, whoa, this this camp uh, have applied for me to come and work at their camp, and I am so excited, I'm so buzzing to go and work over there. Um, I'm just going to say yes. But I did do a couple of things first, and this is where it gets... And this is where it's interesting. So when I was choosing my summer camp, I accepted the first offer that came over to me because I was really wowed by their website. So the first thing you do is you have your application up on like a, a catalogue of other applications on Camp America, Camp Leaders, UNAC. Um, and what you do is basically wait for people to say, yes, I want you. So they say yes. And you get an email saying, Camp Honeystone are looking at your profile. Would you be interested in taking up an outdoor living specialist role? Which is what I did. So straight away, as soon as I got that email, that notification that a camp was interested in me, I was buzzing my tits off and I visited their website first of all. And it's going to get you, give you like a real good overview of what this summer camp is all about, what kind of summer camp it is, and how you think you're going to fit in. You're going to be able to view some of their videos, their marketing material that they show off to their parents and campers to entice them to come back for the next year. And you're going to be, you're going to really see like whether you're able to fit into their like way of being. So you need to weigh up what kind of camp this is, whether it suits your profile, whether it suits the kind of thing you want to do. Also, where in America it is as well, because some people apply for Camp America specifically to be in certain states, perhaps to be near family that may be over there, the distant family that you haven't seen before. So you have to weigh up where it is, what culture it is, and what kind of activities you can expect to come from such an experience. So I think in general that really sums up this podcast episode. There's plenty of things you have to think about when an application comes through for choosing which summer camp to work for. It is a real big choice and a big decision. There's no real one summer camp that's going to be better than another. You really have to like compare and contrast like how you're a best fit for that summer camp. It's very subjective. There's no real better state than other states either. It's a very subjective thing. So, for instance, my summer camp was in Atlanta. It was a place that I never thought I'd visit. Never even crossed my mind to add to my profile. But when that came along, I was like, oh, that's where The Walking Dead's filmed. And I was really hooked. And I was like, yeah, sign me up, baby. Okay, so that brings us to an end of this episode, guys. If you do have any questions, feel free to uh, hit me up. Um, you can find me on there's no place like summercamp.com. You'll be able to send a message through there. I'm also available on Twitter at AndrewW09. And speaking of the website, There's No Place Like Summer Camp is coming out as a book in 2020. I'm super excited to announce that uh, it's really, really like getting there now. The editor is cracking on with their work. I've made my final additions to the uh, to the book. And, you know, it's there's something real special about doing summer camp that I really wanted to capture in a book. And it's been a real work of love to try and get, uh, get it to where it is at the moment. So if you're interested in pre-ordering the book, it's available on there's no place like summercamp.com. You can uh, pre-order the... Uh, the the ebook or the paperback versions. I'll also uh, like to say that in next week's episode, we are looking 
at things that you will learn at a Jewish summer camp because of course as you know from this episode I went to a Jewish summer camp and I don't think there's many resources out there that really address the issue of people who are going to a summer camp that is Jewish and they're not Jewish themselves so it'll be a quite an interesting episode to see like how some sort of agnostic white British male sees a Jewish summer camp and gives their opinion on that sort of thing so stay tuned till uh, next week um, and I'll see you next Tuesday ciao